Hi, welcome to the Recovery Daily Podcast. I'm your host, Rachel Miller. I'm a stroke survivor and grateful recovering alcoholic. Today, I'm going to be talking about what you see in the mirror, not who you see in the mirror, because of course we see ourselves. Um, But I wanted to focus on what we see in the mirror, because when we look at ourselves, that image of ourselves changes over time. Not only what we look like physically, unfortunately, (laughs) but what we see in our eyes and and what we are displaying. Um, So I wanted to talk about that because I've shared a couple times about an experience I had right before I got sober. Um, And I wanted to talk a little bit about that and what I saw in the mirror back then and what I see now. And, um, and we'll see what comes out, you know, how I, how I got to change that image that I was seeing. And, um, and maybe we can have some uh, inspiration for everyone to do this exercise. So when I was uh, right before I got sober, um, there was an evening, it was late, it might have been early in the morning, you know, like two in the morning, or who knows uh, what time it was, but it was the middle of the night. And I was drinking, and I got up and I went into the bathroom. And I was desperate at this point. I could not stop drinking. And um, I looked in the mirror and I just saw nothing is what comes to mind uh, without diving deep into it. It was like I just saw an empty shell of what was Rachel. And I looked in my eyes and they were just lifeless. You know, I didn't have any color in my face. Um, I was extremely underweight and I thought, I was thinking in my head, you're not going to make it, you know, like you're killing yourself. And I think I was having some self-talk, you know, and I ended up saying out loud in like a whispering voice, you're already dead. And it was one of the pivotal moments for me that I didn't know over seven years later that I would remember that moment. But it was one of the many pieces of inspiration I needed in order to get myself help. And so I wanted to take some time today and actually write out some of the emotions and characteristics of myself when I was looking in the mirror that night. 
and how much I've changed over time. It's really, it's mind boggling to me because what I'm talking about is me. And I feel like I'm talking about somebody else's transformation. It doesn't, you know, it's, it's almost like you raise your kids, you, you remember when they're a baby, and then all of a sudden, they're graduated from college, and, you know, paying rent and have a have a full-time job and that stuff and it's like where did the time go I didn't even see the transformation um I have pictures of it but I don't I don't you know I wish I could have taken us more snapshots I think and and so uh, just the idea that I just said I wish I could have, I'm going to talk about that too. So this transformation that I've undergone started with all these seeds that were planted, um, whether it was me looking in the mirror that day, um, my brother making comments to me, um, my mom making content comments to me, uh, my kids. It, it all was going somewhere. I don't know where, but it was just planting seeds. And at some point, either enough seeds were planted or I became so desperate that I knew something had to change. And there was a moment in time that I made a decision that I had to change my life. And I, I honestly can't pinpoint what that moment was, but somehow it happened for me. And I'm really fortunate that it did because had it not happened to me, I would be dead. I would be dead like the several people that I was drinking alongside who are dead now. And so I like to make sure that at any opportunity that I have, that I plant a seed in somebody else as well especially in sobriety, somebody who's an active alcoholic. But there is a there is a happy medium, you know, like there's a there's a point where you're planting seeds and there's a point where you're trying to push, you know, the person in a direction that they're resisting going, you know, and you have to stay away from that. So, um what I, what I realized finally when I, when I decided that I needed help was that I didn't need anything but that, but that decision. I didn't need to be a strong person. I didn't need to be courageous. It's quite the opposite. I needed to be desperate. I needed to be weak and I needed to be hopeless that's what I needed in order to, to, 
to get to ask for help, to decide that I needed help. And today, when I look in the mirror, I see somebody so different. Um, I see an adult. And I used to see a child. Um, and I wanted to dive into all of those a little bit. Um, when I first walked in to detox, I remember feeling very regretful. Not when I first walked in there because I was hammered when I walked in there. But as time went, you know, as days passed, I remember feeling regretful. That was the second time I went to detox. The first time I went to detox, I was not regretful. I was so wrapped up in the fact that I was not going to be able to pick up a drink again. I even called halfway through that detox week that I stayed. I called um, telling my boyfriend that I wanted to leave. So I just wasn't all in, you know, I didn't, I wasn't willing to do whatever it took to not drink. And the second time I went in there, that decision was, um, I, I'm going to do whatever it takes. Any suggestion they give me, I'm going to do it. And that was the time that I was regretful about what I had done in the past throughout my life, what I had what wrongs I had done, uh, how I damaged my relationships, you know, the fact that my, my daughter specifically was, was still at home and was scared for me, you know, feeling like she didn't have anybody. Um, and I was regretful for that. I was regretful that I wasn't present when my son went off to college, like really present uh, in the moment. I was there, but I wasn't present. And um, I'm still regretful of that. I don't know how I'm ever going to not be regretful of that. But as part of my sobriety program, we are encouraged that we will not regret the past, nor wish to shut the door on it. And I've learned over time that so much that I was regretting, I now understand that it had to happen in order for me to be where I am today, in order for me to have transformed. So I try to, the best I can, not wish I could have done something differently and more when I start feeling that way, focus on what is the opportunity that it gave me? What is the good that came out of it? Because there, as I've said, there is a lesson to be learned in everything. Um, it's, and they're always pretty hard, those lessons. They're always pretty hard. So, so, uh, so these are the things um, that came to mind when I reflected on what I was looking at in the mirror that night. 
Um, so I'm just going to go through these and, um, and maybe you can relate to them. So one thing is that I talked more than I listened. So I was full of ego. I felt like I was, you know, although I didn't feel on the inside, like my confidence level was low on the outside, I displayed this woman who knew everything. You know, I have the answers and I'm going to tell you what the answer is. And if you disagree with me, I'm going to be angry at you. Um, it's not who I wanted to be. These things aren't who I wanted to be. It's just through self-reflection. I'm seeing that is who I was. And today I, I make a concerted effort to listen more than I talk. I've talked a lot about that in the podcast episodes that I really, really have to make an effort to make sure I leave free airtime for other people to talk and, um, and not insert myself on all occasions. I felt like back then that person in the mirror was somebody who thought she needed to teach everybody everything. And today I notice that I'm more in the mindset of learning from other people, listening and learning from other people instead of talking and teaching other people. When I used to pray back then and this relationship that I had with whatever that is, whether it's God or a higher power or some sort of spiritual or universe type entity, whatever that was that I was talking to, um, I always made it a point to not ask for anything. Um, I talked to my sister about that a long time ago. I said, even all the way when I was little, I always made it a point to not ask for anything because I thought God was going to get mad at me if I asked for something. I felt like I was being selfish. So I've never asked for anything outwardly. Um, but what I never did is practice gratitude. When I prayed, yeah, I was like, it was more like, um, I wasn't asking for things. I was asking for a sense of comfort or, uh, in not so many words, like being able to rest peacefully at night and that kind of thing. Um, but my gratitude was very shallow. I did not see past, thanks for my mom, thanks for my, you know, my dad and my uh, sister and my brother and thanks for my cat and thanks for having this house. You know, it was shallow. It was a, it was a child's level of, of gratitude. But today I am able to see much deeper and I think that is a result of 
beginning to understand that every obstacle that I encounter, there's a lesson to be learned. And so every day when I do my gratefuls at night, I list three gratefuls. And some days I'm really struggling to find three things I'm grateful for. But uh, that's only because I have to look past my irritation or my anger or my fear or whatever it is that's bothering me at that moment. I... I have to look past it. And if I, if, I, if I don't look past it, I can't find anything to be grateful for. So exercising that ability to, to look in that calm, serene place within me, even when on the side I'm feeling some sort of negative, is is really helpful in order for me to to live a life of gratitude. Back when I was looking in the mirror seven years ago, um, I felt a lot of shame. I I was really humiliated and embarrassed to be who I was. I was living in the past. I was living in the past in so many different ways and in that I wish that I wish I had my family back. That was one thing that I never really could get past that I wanted to go back to when I was living in my townhouse with my mom and my sister and my brother as a kid. Uh, I just wanted that back because when that changed, everything got really chitty. You know, when I had to start doing things on my own, things just started getting shitty. And over the past seven years, I've learned how to start becoming an adult and being proud of things that I have done. Instead of looking at the negative stuff that I've done, starting to be able to be focused on positive stuff. And that takes work. Man, that takes work. I've become more of a yes person. Back then, I was no No, I don't want to do, if anybody invited me to anything that, uh, that first of all, did not include drinking, I wasn't going to do it. And, uh, secondly, if it was something that was like about community and really interacting and socializing, uh, especially without alcohol, I wasn't going to do it. And today I say yes, even when I don't want to do something. And it, it always turns up that I'm happy that I said yes, and that I had fun. Um, Back then, I was always asking why, why, why does this happen have to happen? Why are you telling me to do that? You know, why am I in the position that I am? And 
I've stopped asking why. I I don't remember the last time I asked why. Today, I'm willing. I've moved from saying why to being willing. I just do it, you know? I, I stop asking why because does it really matter why? What matters is that I'm willing to do it and I'm willing to do it with joy. I find the joy in what is in front of me rather than asking about the past, the why that got me there. I was very focused inward before because I couldn't, I couldn't see past the drink. I couldn't see past the needful things uh, in my life. And today I'm, I'm more about service work and just being aware, you know, by being more self-aware, now I can actually be more aware of what's going on in the lives of people around me. I can read people better. I can take a moment to ask somebody how they're doing and listen for the answer and actually care about the answer. Um, before I was full of lies, I did not have the correct motives when I was going somewhere or doing something or interacting with somebody. And today I really analyze what my motives are before I do something, before I talk to somebody. Before, when I was looking in the mirror, it was I, 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 I am independent. I have to do everything myself. I have to, I'm the only one, I remember saying this, I'm the only one that can fill in the blank. You know, I'm the only one that can help me. I'm the only one who can make things better in my life. I'm the one who needs to stand up for myself. And I did not have to be alone. I did not have to do all of that alone. And today it's we. Today it's me and all of my peeps. Uh, as somebody else says in my program, it's Team Rachel. You know, everybody, uh, all the people that I didn't think gave a shit about me, I realized that they actually do. It was me that didn't give a shit about me. And instead of letting fear drive all of my decisions or lack of making decisions, today I, I feel courageous. I really have feel like recently I've made this transition to getting comfortable feeling uncomfortable. And it started with me just getting uncomfortable over and over again, getting uncomfortable. If so, and then it started to be like, oh, that makes me uncomfortable. I'm going to do it. It was almost like I, I was seeking discomfort, you know, uh, emotional discomfort, not physical discomfort. I've talked about in a recent 
uh, or a, one of the previous podcasts that I always felt like I was standing still. I was watching everybody around me, my brother and my sister, growing, and I was standing still, and I didn't understand why. And today, I'm growing. Before, I used to avoid. It's just like that, no, every answer was a no. And today, I don't avoid people. I feel loved by people. And I feel like I can give love. And when I do that, I receive it. I feel very capable today. Um, I didn't, I always felt like I was a smart person. But I felt like I was more smart in the way that, oh, I can learn anything. Just put it in front of me and I can learn it. Um, I had a staff member once that told me that, that uh, I think I'm, I'm, I can do anything. You know, I'm smart enough to do anything. And I've always felt that way too that I'm smart enough to do, do whatever. But there's a difference between being smart enough to do anything and being capable of doing anything and actually doing it. There is a, a level of intelligence that goes along with taking action. That's where the intelligence is is taking action and how you take action. It's responding instead of reacting. And as I said at the beginning, when I was looking in the mirror that night, I was looking at a child. I was looking at somebody that needed to be taken care of. And there was, I felt, Nobody there taking care of me. And today, I feel like an adult. I feel today like I'm the adult that that child was waiting for to take care of her. So I certainly have a re renewed mindset now. And... I, I was listening to an article this morning about um, comparing who we see in the mirror um, as like being in one of those house of mirrors. And we have this one image that we're familiar with every day that we look at. And then uh, depending on the day, that image changes, whether we're just stressed out or we're sad because we've lost somebody that we love or we're frustrated because things aren't going our way. It's like when I, it's like a, my bathroom is like a house of mirrors and I never know who I'm going to get on any given day. And some of them are funny, you know, like this morning, I was actually putting on my earrings. And I was dancing to Snoop Dogg while I was putting on my earrings. So 
I saw really an enlightening version of myself this morning. Um, it was funny. I laughed at myself. But then there's some days that that we can look in the mirror and what we see is very disturbing. And so I challenge you to look in the mirror, really, really, like go look in the mirror, take a piece of paper with you or take your phone if you're stuck on digital only and don't believe in paper. Go in there and write down what you see in the mirror. And then do it again in a couple months and do it again in a year and see if that image, what you see in the mirror changes over time because mine certainly has. And what I know for sure is that what I'm doing to better myself is working because when I compare who I saw seven years ago and who I see today, uh, what sorry, what I saw and what I see today, it's very different and I can see so much improvement. And to be able to talk through that is really healthy for me. So um, I also encourage you to talk about it. What do you see and what do you want to see, you know, and how are you going to get there? So, um, listen to yesterday's podcast about, about reaching your fullest potential. And, um, I think together these are, these are all good exercises. So thanks for listening. Have a great day and I'll talk to you tomorrow.